2: Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper, and if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First and foremost, it's free. The easy-to-use creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. If we can do it, trust me, you can too. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Doo, doo, doo. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time once again for the shit show. I'm Commissioner Cooper, and alongside me, we have Greg O.J. Mayer, Mike DeStraw Hernandez, and Fred the Jester Reyes. Welcome.
3: Listen. Hey, Jason, just want you to know I am a team player. I'm playing injured right now after surgery, so let's get this show on the fucking road. Yeah, we need to do something about that song,
4: man. We really... I'm, I really, I I'm really like it, that song.
1: I'm kind of digging it. Yeah, I don't... Fuck the sound.
2: <laughs> I like <laughs> the
1: intro song.
2: Well, I'm, I'm glad you actually brought that up to begin the show, Mike, because, you know, there there has been some feedback on our, you know, game show theme. Uh, as I previously discussed... A month ago, I sent your dumbass a list oh, God, of Jesus. uncopyrighted music, and specifically late. said, and specifically said, "Hi, Mr. Hernandez, would you please find some uncopyrighted go, music?" Jason, go, Jason, so nobody
4: cares. Jeez, Fred, Let's get go. him going.
1: <laughs> guys, 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 come on, Greg is hurting. He just get out the gynecologist, man. We gotta hurry uh, this up. <laughs>
4: I'm
2: all right, six let, Let's
1: go.
3: to
2: our to our TSS family, just like to bring up, we got a couple of emails this week and we're going to bring them up later in the show. But for all of our fans out there, if you'd like to email us, Dr. Miller or Mary Jane, please email the show at TSS fantasy at Yahoo dot com. That'll. Your support is much appreciated. The fact of the matter is, we had this discussion um, during the week. Right now, I'm not even listening to fantasy podcasts, so I appreciate those that are turning tuning into us. And as mm-hmm. the season progresses, we're going to evolve even more. So we do appreciate your time.
1: Heck yeah! Right. Thank you, guys. Also,
2: also don't forget to follow
3: us on IG TSS underscore fantasy underscore football on Instagram, and on Facebook as well. Check us out. Absolutely. We ain't, we ain't, much,
4: we ain't much to look at, but if y'all want to <laughs> check out pictures and stuff, y'all are more than welcome to. Speak yourself. I just got some, my body done.
2: <laughs> Something else I also <laughs> want to bring up that we haven't brought up. When you do listen to the podcast, please hit follow, favorite, whatever, on Spotify as well. That way you'll be alerted to new shows as they come out all right that's enough of us trying to sell ourselves let's move on to some content this this is our first subject are not too early qb rankings so this is now we're getting starting to dive evolve more into the fantasy realm it is a little early but we thought we'd take a look at least at the top 10 what we're going to do is post that on our social media site so you can take a look at it. I'm not going to bore everyone with going through the entire list, but we do have some highlights. All of us went with Mahomes at number one, except for Mike. Mike has a different approach for number, number one. Mike, who do you have at number one?
4: So I'm building on Team Lamar Jackson, man. Team Lamar, man, like I – Didn't really give him the credit last year. I didn't have him. I had uh, Mahomes ranked before him last year. But um, last year he did it with what is, I guess, could be a serviceable wide receiving core. I mean, Mark Andrews was the highlight or the best receiver on that squad. Um, If Lamar is able to continue to run, I mean, like if he's getting touchdowns, he's getting goal line carries. Lamar has to be on the top of your fantasy rankings. I mean, Mahomes is just going to be – he is what what he is. I think that still Lamar has, what, four seasons now? Is this his fourth? Mm -hmm. Somebody check that for me? Um, Yeah. I think that he still has the most upside (laughs) versus the other quarterbacks that we're talking in the top five. But, Fred, I know you took uh, Mahomes.
1: Why? I take Mahomes because it's Patrick Mahomes. Uh, every year, he gets better and better. Uh, he still has the same weapons. Um, I had him in my fantasy league, and uh, he took me to the playoffs. Um, I don't really like Lamar Jackson as much. I mean, yeah, he can run, but he just don't throw the ball enough for me. Um, but you have
4: him all the way down at number eight. So
1: I had him at, I had him at ninth, actually, and that's the reason wow. why I have him at ninth. Um, yes, you can run the ball, but there's, there's been some pretty terrible games that he does have sometimes. You know, when he has the no touchdowns, 100 yards, a lot of the better quarterbacks don't have them type of game. The home never throws for 100 yards. Aaron Rodgers doesn't do that. Even Deshaun Watson, whether he plays or not, does not throw like that. And that's what really bothers me about Lamar Jackson.
2: Fred, I, you're not wrong, and I actually totally agree with you. I, I actually have him fifth, but, you know, that was just being nice, to be quite frank with you. And, you know, guess what I didn't mention prior to. I'll mention it now. Guess where he finished last year? Barely made the top ten at number ten. Jeez. Right? The order last year was Josh Allen one, Kyler Murray two, Aaron Rodgers three, Mahomes four, Watson five, Wilson six, Tanny seven, Brady at eight, Herbert at nine and Jackson ended up at 10. So that's interesting that you have him there. And it's, I, I actually totally do agree with you. Um, you know, I, I talked about that earlier. I just don't see the Mahomes factor in, in Lamar. Greg, in your list, I found something really interesting out. <laughs> you don't have Dak Prescott in your top 10. That's i am just, I was a little aghast by that. Talk about that. Cause I don't trust it. I don't, I'm
3: not sure about that ankle. I'm not sure how he's going to come back. I'm not sure if he's going to be 100%. Is he going to be ready for opening day? So I'm not ready to put him in the top 10 yet. I'm just real leery of putting him in the top 10. I mean, the Cowboys have weapons all across the field, but I just I'm just not sure if he's going to be ready. And that's where I couldn't I couldn't find it in myself to put him in the top 10. I couldn't do it. I'm, I'm with good. you. I'm with you on that, Greg. I mean, I'm I'm kind of off
4: on Prescott. I mean, him and Rodgers, I was the most like, I don't even know where they're gonna land. Um, and the fact that they didn't really invest too much on the offense this offseason with the Cowboys. I mean, everything right. went towards defense. So I'm not sure. You're right. I think Dak isn't just, probably
3: gonna be in the top five. I just didn't trust him. That's why, like, I threw Stafford in at number eight, right? More like you would have put Prescott there, but I like Stafford in LA with a real team, not like he got in Detroit. He got Cam Akers. He's going to have receivers. He's going to – you know, is he, a better system for Stafford. That's why I could see him, you know, taking a leap. And I always liked Stafford. I always did. But for some reason, Detroit never, you know, supported him. So not right. to see him in L.A., you know, cracking that top ten at least. That's why – but with Dak, I'm like, eh, can't fuck with him.
4: I just want to go ahead and touch on your list. I mean, you had Mahomes, number one. You yes, did sir. put Jackson number two. So you kind of feel on the same way with me as far as Lamar Jackson. I to have a
3: bounce back seat. He
4: is. He is. Josh Allen, number three. Can't be mad at that. Kyle Murray. Then uh, A-Rod. That's mm-hmm. not his name. That's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Wilson. Uh, Herbert, uh, number seven. Stafford at number eight. I like Stafford. Uh,
3: Brady, then Matty Ice. Now, Matt ice at number 10 yes. you got I'm him in take, the top 10 i'm taking a leap of faith with all the weapons that atlanta has for this dude maddie ice ain't a bum let's get don't mm. get it twisted maddie ice ain't a bum but then you are you add kyle Pitts. you got calvin ridley if they could hold on to julio jones bro and they got Gurley in the Just back got him, Ridley,
4: yeah
3: mm, I, that's, that's gonna be a nasty ass offense and maddie ice doesn't make a lot of mistakes i think it's gonna be a nasty offense
1: I think I think Matty Ice and um, Stafford shouldn't be in the top ten. I, I think the way that the young quarterbacks were playing last year actually bumps them out. Um, Herbert Fred, should be in Fred, the top ten.
3: Fred, run your ten. Yeah, what's your ten?
1: Let's well, I got you. Mahomes number one. Aaron Rodgers number two, Deshaun Watson at three.
3: Oh, so right. Aaron Rodgers is a young oh, quarterback. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Rodgers is a young no,
1: quarterback. No, no, but you didn't, but I wasn't saying it that way. What I was saying was, was like 40. the addition of Herbert and Burrow knock out Stafford and I got
3: Herbert number seven, Freddie. I got him above Stafford and ice. Let me, right?
2: Let's focus before you finish your Pay list. Attention. I want to focus. I want to focus on one you just mentioned. Number three, Deshaun Watson. Where? Nobody has him that Nobody. high. Talk about focus on that real <laughs> quick. Talk about check. Deshaun why you think he's gonna be so high.
1: Well, like yeah, I think I think he's gonna play uh, you know, as our analyst um Mary Jane Esquire said. Um not the NFL, there's really no evidence against him yet, yet there's a lot of hearsay. Um, and the NFL hasn't really interjected yet. So I'm keeping him in the lineup as if he was a top three quarterback. He was last year with a shitty team. Let's just be honest about it. So until they come out and say something further, like, okay, yeah, he's not going to play or he'll be suspended right now. I have to keep him in the top three because he is a top three quarterback.
4: I feel you on the Watson. I think he does play. I think he does. Well, I got him on number six. My list is Jackson and Mahomes, uh, Murray, then Rodgers. Uh, I don't th- I don't care where Rodgers plays. He's going to be a top quarterback. That's just my right. feeling. Allen, at- number five. Watson, number six. Prescott, number seven. Like I said, I'm not sure. I, I have Brady, Prescott I at
1: seven eight. as well.
3: Yeah,
4: I got yeah. Brady at eight. Like, what, we what, we forgot about Brady. Like, he's not worth I nothing no Brady. All right, so Stafford. Y'all, really,
3: y'all really got faith that Watson is going to play, though? Like, even yeah, with all yeah. this shit. But even yeah. as, remember, he wasn't going to play before this shit went down anyway. If Houston wasn't trading him, he wasn't going to play. He was ready to sit out the whole season. Well, so well, even, well e- mm-hmm. even if he doesn't, even if he, even if all this legal shit goes away, I don't see him putting on a Houston, Texas uniform. Well, I think year. it's,
2: I think it's important to note, even if he does put on a Houston, Houston, Texas uniform, I mean, look at that fucking team right now. Like I'm, I mean, mm-hmm. so fucking what? I don't, I mean, yeah, if he puts on, he's still going to be good, but he is, I don't see him in the top five at all this year. At, but at what, a,
1: did, what did he have last year? They had traded DeAndre Fuller, Hopkins Fuller, already.
3: Fuller, Cooks. That, he, some, you know, he, some a, he basically
1: got the same shitty team he had from the middle to the end of last year. Um, the True. only I, I did want to mention something about Dak Prescott. I see that we all have him lower. And obviously, I, I did it because of his injury. When I was listening to our in-house doctor, and he was talking about the way his bone came out the skin, that that's really hard to come back from really quickly. I mean uh, – I mean, his only blessing is that he has his good two offensive linemen coming off season in, ending injuries. But we don't know how that's going to affect them either, you know, because they, they're big guys coming off them injuries. So that's why I put this uh, Dak Prescott at seven.
2: I'm high on Prescott. I actually have him four. And uh, the reason being is that, you know, I, I was actually following some other reports on him um, saying he actually is ahead of schedule in his rehab. Um, and quite frankly, you know, talk about forgetting about brady did we forget about dak like before he got hurt i mean he was freaking nasty Word. so you know I, that's why i have him high i'm basing it off you know what you know they, they're having their line back you got zeke back they're still gonna be nasty at the the at the one thing hey, i want to point out real well, quick okay, well, okay. real quick real quick, mike let me just bring this up about your list i just noticed no russell wilson no oh?
4: no no wow
2: no, no. no. You just now noticed that? Can can you expand on
4: the 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 no? Like, let's expand on that. I mean, I just don't. I I hate it when uh, Russell Wilson. His situation is a personal thing that I don't think is going to translate well on the field. Pete Carroll is a run first. Pete Carroll loves to run, and I'm telling you, this season, if he don't see the right stuff out of Russell Wilson, I'm saying it. If you don't see the, you're going to see him just. He's going to be a decent
3: quarterback. I don't think he's going to be a top 10 quarterback this year. I just don't. Mike, Mike. There's no way. Did, did, did Pete Carroll change his philosophy ever? He's always been rough. No, he's always been right. And so Russell has always been the top 10 quarterback. I'm with talking that fantasy offense. point wise. I'm talking yes, fantasy point wise. He's always been top 10, regardless of what the offense is. Right. He's always put up numbers.
4: Has he ever had this kind of conflict with the front office in the offseason? I
3: don't think it matters with
4: Russell. I think he's. Still All right. Well, then, numbers. I guess we're going to see. I think that, that, yeah, that,
3: that was I agree.
1: I think he has another good season, and I think that even forces the hand more to trade him if he feels like leaving.
2: Um, oh, yeah, he's going to force their hand. He's gonna put oh, a yeah. You have a You have a now motivated Russell Wilson, too. Exactly. Let's move on from the list, though. We're going a little long here. So let's go off the list, and let's actually just real quickly touch on our sleepers. Um, My sleeper out of the quarter, he's not really a sleeper, so this isn't really nothing tasty. But I think, you know, Baker Mayfield, somebody to watch out for with that potent offensive running game. And now you have Odell back. Um, somebody I think that definitely is not in our top 10. Probably nobody's thinking about that. I think people should have on their radar. Greg, who, who do you got? Fred, you're going to love this one. Carson Wentz.
5: <laughs> mm. Ooh.
3: And I'm going to tell you why. he has his, his old offensive coordinators calling his plays. If Carson Wentz can stay healthy, and with that running game that they have in Indianapolis, I'm telling you. You talk about Carson- somebody who's motivated. Yes, oh, yeah. motivated and Absolutely. Indianapolis. I'm not just get off the little fantasy a little bit, but that's a ready-made team to go to make a run at the Super Bowl. Facts. And if Carson, I Wentz, said
4: that to somebody the other day, and they thought I was crazy. I thought nah, the Colts you're not. Are nah. underrated?
3: Yeah, as far they're as underrated. The they really underrated. Yeah. And if Carson Wentz can stay healthy with the weapons that they have, I'm telling you, man, I can see Carson Wentz putting up 30 touchdowns. I'm telling you, keep So, somebody
4: on it. who listens to the podcast, we had a conversation about the Colts the other day, and I just want to <laughs> shout out the fact that I fully agree. The Colts have a really good team. They do. Nobody's talking about it. That defense is serious. Nobody's talking about that. But you see. We'll see. Yeah, that's my sleeper.
0: Ugh. Ugh.
4: All
0: right, that's so my what sleeper. I think about that. So,
4: so I don't think – so, Wentz is a sleeper. Jason Baker Mayfield is not a sleeper. I will give you a sleeper. Fitzpatrick is a sleeper. Oh, Fitzpatrick is definitely a sleeper. I'm talking about a really good defense. I'm talking mm-hmm. about Gibson. I'm talking about McLaren. They mm-hmm. signed Curtis Samuel. I mean, mm-hmm. we are going in this season. I mean, watch what Fitzpatrick does, and he right. always loves to throw that ball downfield.
3: Always. He also, loves like there. to turn the ball over a lot too.
2: I yeah, but that but is, he's not fantasy Right. In fantasy, who gives a shit? Um, and quite honestly, Mike, hey, I... Hey, that's might, minus
3: two points. What are you talking Hey, listen, about? <laughs>
2: if you're putting up six touchdowns, who gives a shit? And, Mike, I totally agree with you. I think well, we're going to talk about the Washington Redskins... or excuse me, the FT in a little while, but I really like them this season. I that's totally agree with That's a good
3: sleeper, you. Mike. That's a good sleeper. I like that, that is a good
1: sleeper.
2: Fred, you okay. got as a sleeper? You, you woke up it. yet? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm up.
1: I'm up. I, I, you know, I'm listening to you guys with sleepers... Um. My sleeper is Daniel Jones.
3: Oh, huge That is a huge God. sleeper. God. Is a this, huge...
1: this is a make or break season for Daniel Jones. Um, he, we all know he can run a little bit with the legs, even though he, you know, he had that stupid ass fumble. Uh, but he can definitely run. Now, now now what they the Giants did is they put help around him. You got Galladay. You you just recruited a, you just uh, drafted a receiver at number 20 really quickly. Tony. Tony. Right, Tony. Okay, there is Tony. You don't got him. You got him a Kyle, a Kyle Rudolph at tight end. But the biggest thing is you got Saquon Barkley back. So j- just him alone and little yeah, dump offs, he he gets him yards just on dump offs. So if he doesn't do it this season, he's he's definitely out of New York. But I believe this season Daniel Jones puts up numbers.
4: I think he does too, but I just think that man, you man, you you're trusting that the Giants' defense are going to be able to. I mean, they did decent last year; they weren't terrible. They weren't bad, yeah. But, right. And
1: and yeah. and they, they showed up the defense. See, I, I like him as a like I like I like you said Fitzpatrick. I hate Fitzpatrick now because yes, he's going to get you four touchdowns one game, four interceptions the four next, next. <laughs> <laughs> right? But but Daniel Jones, this is his opportunity to seize not only the starting job, his career, and possibly the
2: whole NFC East.
4: Yeah, know, pressure New York, though. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Well, you know, the other
2: the other thing fantasy relevant wise is Daniel John, D- Jones, excuse me, he does run the ball as mm-hmm. well. So, like you said, with Saquon back, you know, I do like that, like him as a sleeper as well. I just I think I like every quarterback at this point. You know, it's early of in the course. season. Everyone's got the uh, bright eyes looking towards the season. So there there's a lot of uh, everybody's
4: undefeated. Everybody's undefeated. Uh, Zach Wilson. All
2: right, we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, Brought to you by our friends at Four O Seven Candles. Honey, I'm home. What's that amazing smell? Did you make my favorite cobbler?
6: I sure the hell did not, honey. It's my new candle, Blueberry Cobbler.
2: Where did you get such an amazing smelling candle?
6: Oh, 407 Candles. I found them on Facebook and they have an Instagram too. When I did my daily shopping, I found out they have some other wonderful scents as well.
2: Honey, when you make me a sandwich later, afterwards we must go online and check out all their wonderful scents.
6: Oh honey, you will starve because I won't make that sandwich, but yes, let's do that.
2: Well, at least it'll smell good. All right, and we're back with our next segment. We're going to continue our breakdown of the NFL schedule. We're going to go from week five through week eight. Um, I'm going to begin with the Browns versus Chargers. Listen, you have so many fantasy relevant players in this game. I don't think I need to go on much further. You know, we have uh, Kareem Hunt, Chubb. Landry, OBJ, like I mm. said earlier, my sleeper, mm. Baker Mayfield. And on, on the Chargers side, you have Herbert, Keenan Allen. I mean, just there's just a plethora of players in this game. That is my Week 5 game. Greg, what you got?
3: I got a slobber knocker out of the NFC West. I got the Rams and the Seahawks. That's like how I had Stafford in my top 10. He's going to have a great game, I think, against Seattle. You got Russell Wilson on the other side, DK Metcalf. Chris Carson, Cam Akers, and two top 10 defenses, this is going to be a great game to watch on that on Sunday. Yeah,
4: I like the Saints and Washington. I want to see what uh, the Saints offense is looking like. We already touched on Fitzpatrick and what that offense is looking like. Um, week four, I mean, yeah, I could definitely, This is good, they're going to be at Washington too, so it should be a really good game to watch.
1: I'm going with the Giants versus the Cowboys. I um... The uh, reason I picked this game, division game, you're already warmed up because you're already four weeks into the season. Um, we just talk, we just touched on the Giants, how what I thought about their offense, and we get to see what the Cowboys look like. I think this would be a very high-scoring game, and I think it's going to be a very interesting game, and I think at this point they'll probably be uh, vying for first place.
2: All right, so going on to week six, Thursday night football, Progressing along in the season, I hate starting players on Thursday night. It sucks because if you get a donut, you're staring at it all week. However, this one's interesting to me. The Eagles defense secondary is trash. It was trash. It is mm-hmm. trash. I didn't see much of an upgrade. You do have Tom Brady on an early night. I mean, excuse me, on our early week. For me, this is a go-go Brady, go-go anybody on the Bucks, And not for nothing, I wanted to bring up my another sleeper. I think Jalen Hurts might be a, a sneaky guy you might want to target this year as well. So that's my pick. Mike, who you got for week six?
0: Week six,
4: I got the Chargers and the Ravens. So, um, the Ravens' defense, Hubert. Uh, now, the thing about with uh, that game matchup is that the Chargers allowed last year 10 points to tight ends. Mark mm-hmm. Andrews is that guy. I mean, I just mm-hmm. think that he's down to have a really good game that one. Uh, and uh, the Ravens only allowed 17.5 to QBs. So, Hubert, again, having a <laughs> Having it's a this guy, with the stats. This guy's right a fucking
5: Hubert. Isn't it Hubert? <laughs> Hubert.
3: Freddie, he was on a roll with the stats. Oh, and he I know what the name Hubert, but that, Huber is it's, okay. It's,
2: okay. it's okay. It's okay. It's <laughs>
5: okay.
2: Hey, to be fair, to be fair, Fred, you always say wary. So to be if we're, if we're gonna start if we're gonna start critiquing people. What <laughs> what I say? You, you say wary instead of <laughs> very very.
1: Uh, oh good. Her <laughs> <where are you>? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got the Packers versus Bears. Um uh, yeah. I, I hope hopefully Aaron Rodgers is still on the team. Um I believe this by this time Justin Fields will be on the field. Um and I would like to see how he plays against a top quality team. That's why I picked this game. I think it'd be very interesting. So I hope they both have full strength division game in the cold. It's already that time of season where it starts getting a little bit colder. So I think that that's why I picked this game. <laughs>
3: I'm sorry, I mean to laugh. I just I'm laughing at Mike. Mike bought the stats and then just fucked it up at the end. But good job,
5: Mike. <laughs> Typical <laughs> but, Mike.
3: <laughs> but listen, um, I picked uh Cardinals at Browns. This game got star power written all over it. You got two quarterbacks from Oklahoma. You got Kyler Murray, you got Baker, you got OBJ, Jarvis Landry, D hop, AJ Green, and then you got Clowney and JJ Watt on defense. This game is gonna be something to watch. But I don't got the stats that Mike got, but I'm getting the names right. So this is the game. Didn't you right. refer? To, didn't you refer to? Didn't you refer to? Reflur, Clyde Reflur, Hale, Reflur. Hale. yeah, Reflur. I didn't Reflur. you
4: refer to Clyde's Edward Allaire as C E M or some shit? What was it? Yeah, we were like, like, who's right C-E-H? Yeah, C- like, <laughs> C-E-C. yeah. Players, fuck up. Get it right, right? So yeah. you, want you want a little stats? All right, I got stats for you on that week five matchup that we were talking about, the Saints of Washington. Uh-oh. Let's oh, bust it. All right. So no, We're on to week now, seven, Mike. We're on to week
2: seven. Why are we
1: going back? Why are we going back, yeah, man? I'm just seven, saying. Man. You no, want no, stats? No, no, no. we
2: the here. No, no, no. no. Okay. we good. That's week what seven. I thought. Mike, <laughs> Mike's mike got to brought a loaded gun. You better watch out, All right. Moving on to week seven, I picked the Falcons at the Dolphins. Cue laughter if you like, but the fucking Dolphins with Tua, Waddle, and the additions that w- they made in the offseason – already have a decent offense going against the Falcons, who don't have a good defense, did nothing in the offseason to address it, and also have a great offense and potent offense of their own. So, Fred, who did you go with Week 7?
1: Well, I went with the Saints. Saints versus Seahawks. The reason why I went with the Saints and the Seahawks is because – I believe the Seahawks, Russell Wilson, going to actually kill it this year. Um, I don't think the Saints are going to be what they were, not even close. So it kind of ties in to my next pick as well. But um, let's just move on. Freddie, are you eating? <sighs> what happened? Christ,
2: are you eating? What Fucking you guy eating? is eating while we're doing a podcast. I mean, good, this huh? is where I'm we're afraid. at.
3: This is supposed to be good. Um... I picked the Colts at Niners. Like I said, Super Bowl preview, going out on a limb. Carson Wentz, my sleeper quarterback for the year. You got Jimmy G on the other side with that run game with the Niners. But I'm really high on the Colts this year. I think they're Super Bowl ready. And I think that offense with Jonathan Taylor, I'm telling you, first-round pick this year, people. Get him in the first round if you can. If he's available in the second round, grab him. I think he's going to have a big season. So, Colts at Niners.
2: Greg, what yeah. do you mean like you said? You act like you've said that before. Have you feel have like, you I, I feel like I did. I feel like I did. <laughs> Fuck off. Mike, go ahead.
4: So yeah, I mean, I love the Niners. Believe me, I love the Niners. We ain't going no Super Bowl, sir. I'm sorry to tell you that, but ain't no way that's gonna happen. But I hear what you're saying about as far as uh, the Colts and the Niners. That's a good matchup. I'm gonna go back to something we all talked on last year. Uh I reached out last year. I stretched. I yogaed, whatever you want to call it. I went in and I picked C E H as uh, in the first round. I called it my spicy pick and they're biting me in the ass throughout the whole season. So, okay. um, but this is my redemption game. We got the Chiefs at the Titans. The Titans allowing 22 points to opposing running backs, which is a decent amount of points. Kansas City yeah. on the flip side, also allowing 22 points to running backs. So, uh, Henry ch people stop talking crap about my picks let's go mike I yeah
5: love this week man. I yeah bringing
2: it bringing it. it. we appreciate that it. so moving on to week eight and before i move on mike did you pick cowboys at vikings before i start that because you know, know okay thank you so anyway i pick cowboys at vikings on week eight on this particular matchup you have dak Amari Cooper, Zeke Elliott, the whole Cowboys offense, revamped, ready to rumble, going to Minnesota, who's a potent offense of their own, with Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins, Thielen, the crew. This is a great fantasy matchup. Greg, who you got week eight?
3: You you guys may not agree with this, but I got the Jags at Seahawks. And the reason why, I want to see what Trevor Lawrence is going to bring in his first year and get tested against the Seahawks. I want to see the running game that the Jaguars have with um, ATN, the new kid that they drafted, um, alongside with the running back they have from last year. Name slips me right now, but I want to see how they're going to do against the Seahawks that that game. Um, And I think Russell Wilson is going to have a crazy game against the Jaguars. I think he's going to go off like 400 yards, four TDs, and like a rushing touchdown. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, I get the horn. Mm. Nah. But I, I
4: mean, I do see what you're saying. But Trevor Lawrence might be that guy. I mean, they're saying a lot of good stuff about Trevor Lawrence. I'm not going to pretend like I know a lot about his background and his his plan, but everybody seems to be saying that Trevor Lawrence is going to be that quarterback. I so I can I can I can get on that a little bit. Uh, but my pick was the Steelers and the Browns. Mm. I do like what the Browns did in the draft. I like what they did in the draft. They remember we were only talking about they were like what one throw away from the AFC championship game last year. So the Browns are the truth. And we're not used to seeing that from that franchise. But then you got on the other side uh Big Ben Claypool and then Najee Harris is added in the offseason. I mean, it's a division game. It's got all the right elements to give us all
2: that fantasy uh, that we love. Yeah, nice. I agree. I, I like that. I like that matchup a lot. All right, well, we're moving on. From week eight, that... I picked the Bucks versus oh. the Saints. My bad. I thought you were sleeping. I hear snoring in the background. My bad. Go ahead. I thought he was eating again.
1: Well, I want. I do want to say thank you to Blue Diamond Almonds. They're whole natural and they're very good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely Amy. some good fats. But uh, I, I did pick the Bucks and the Saints. And th- the reason I picked the Saints back to back and I didn't give too much analysis on the first week is because I think this, this week, these two weeks are pivotal for the saints uh going into week seven i said the seahawks but they got to play the bucks right after week eight now if they lose both them games i think that really shows us that it was drew Brees that did everything for the saints um i, I like I, I i like the fact that brady will be uh, in new orleans again and i think this all-around division game is always good i just hope that the quarterback whoever they pick whether it be james wisdom or taysom hill actually can keep up with the bucks just like um this guy I used to. Who do you think going to be the quarterback for the for the Saints? I, I I honestly would start Jameis Winston. That's me. He has a bigger arm. He can still come run and keep Taysom Hill doing what he does, which is the trick plays, running the ball at the Wildcat stuff like that.
2: Cool. Yeah. What that's, do you think? That's a real interesting uh, QB situation, and you know, very fantasy relevant because you know Taysom Hill, when he's in there, you know, he was pretty decent and he runs well. Um, and, you know, Jamison is almost like a, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, mm. ironically played on the same team where they, you know, they have great games sometimes and other games, like you said, throws four picks, you know, when and especially Jamison always seems to throw those picks when it matters the most, unfortunately. Yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> All right. So we're going to move on from the schedule and we're going to take a quick commercial break brought to you by our friends at Digital Brew. <laughs> Gang Commissioner Cooper here. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever found yourself stressing to capture leads that visit your website? Or how about a new video for your company? Our friends at Digital Brew can help. Digital Brew is an animation studio that specializes in making sweet videos that are lead generating machines. Digital Brew is always our number one overall pick for any of our animation movie needs. Visit them online today at digitalbrew.com to see what the brew crew can do for you. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is back in the house. Dr. Jeffrey Miller, welcome back to the studio, sir. Thank you very much. I'm
0: looking forward to a wonderful show today.
2: Absolutely. We got a lot of great feedback from last week. So I do appreciate you coming on. Um, We're going to kind of discuss, go back into kind of what we went into last week with the offseason injuries. Except this particular player, um, he was number one across the board last year. Unfortunately for me, I happen to be number one in two fantasy leagues two of my bigger fantasy leagues to say and i rolled the dice on christian mccaffrey right now why wouldn't i be going number one with this guy the season prior almost 1400 yards on the ground a thousand receiving yards almost 20 touchdowns i mean why would i not of course hello number one all day Well, last year, unfortunately, instead of the 16-game season, I got the three-game version of Christian McCaffrey, and that was a clusterfuck, let's just say. Luckily, in one league, I was able to trade him, um, talk somebody into the hopes of maybe him coming back. And that's the crux of what we're going to get into, because unfortunately, we had a lot of issues with him getting on the field. So I did want to talk to you about a little about him and what you thought about him going into this season. Um, Is he now, uh, do we now designate him
0: injury prone and stay away? So I'm going to avoid the description injury prone. I don't think when you look at each one of his injuries separately. And even when you look at them in aggregate, I don't think he's an injury prone individual. So let's let's break them down. The first one, and this was his week two high ankle sprain. Before we talk about it, I just want to differentiate it. Most of us have either sprained our ankle or we know somebody who has, but it's not the high ankle sprain that he sustained. So for most of us, if we've sprained an ankle, it's one of the ligaments on the outside of our foot and ankle. And that tends to heal pretty quickly. The high ankle sprain can be a different beast altogether. If you're a basketball fan, this is what LeBron's battling right now. So this is an injury of what we call the syndesmosis, which connects those two lower leg bones. And the injury is one where we get too much movement between those bones. And the course of recovery is pretty unpredictable. It can be from six weeks to six months to recover. And so this had him out from his injury week two until I think week nine last year. And so he was certainly within that six week to six month window, but he was at the earlier end of that. And I think what we're going to see on his ankle is that having the offseason to fully recover and let that joint stiffen back up is going to produce a fully healed ankle that prevents us from seeing this again. So that those are my thoughts on his ankle.
2: Didn't he had another injury though later on? Didn't wasn't it a shoulder or something like that? that yeah, let's talk on? about
0: his, his shoulder separation now. Okay, yes. Sorry. So he had the ankle mobility issue where it moved too much. Incidentally, the shoulder injury, his separated shoulder, was a similar type of ligamentous injury. And so in week nine, he was down with this shoulder separation. Specifically, we have a lot of joints in our shoulder. We have four or five, depending on the source and the description of joints within the shoulder itself. The one that he separated is called the acromioclavicular joint. So if you've ever heard AC separation, that was what he was battling last year. And by the best description I can get, he either had a grade one or a grade two separation here. Now, whether it's a one or two, these are managed non-surgically. So he wasn't a surgical candidate. It was either an overstretching, or a small tearing of the three ligaments that connect the clavicle to or the collarbone to the shoulder blade. And so managing that non-surgically, just letting him rest it again through the offseason is probably going to be enough for him to come back at both the ankle and the shoulder without any residual limitations. And then there's a the third injury. Then he strained his quad. This one's not even on my radar. The quadricep muscle is really well vascularized. It's got a great blood supply. I think that's going to be behind us before the others are. So if you listen to his words, he said, quote, I feel great right now. I think he's expecting to come back and have a very productive season, maybe even the kind of season that made you pick him number one last year.
2: Yes, that's exactly what what will happen because I won't have number one this year. So thank you for nothing, you little shit. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's move on to a- another injury. Now, this one happened. The reason I'm bringing this one up um it's kind of more of an nfl player issue where you hear this a lot where the nfl players and the owners go back and forth on contracts and what should be guaranteed and what shouldn't and the basis of that so here we have an offensive tackle going to the denver broncos now he and the and some type of off the off off, I guess, campus uh, workout, tore his Achilles tendon. Now, the reason I wanted to bring this up also is because we hadn't had an Achilles injury yet, and like to hear your perspective, of course, on the injury itself, Um, and then just hear your perspective on on the fact that, you know, you have a player coming, working out, trying to get ready, gets his
0: Achilles torn, now he's released from the team in general. So what are your thoughts on that, sir? Yeah, man, this is just tragic. So, like you said, he's working out, in what's described as an off-site or off-campus workout injury, and he ruptures his Achilles. And and this is a potentially or maybe even likely career-ending injury. And so this is fresh. This just happened, I think, on May 4th, and he was just released a couple of days ago now. So the Achilles itself, just briefly the anatomy, this is the largest tendon in the body. This is the tendon that connects your calf musculature to your heel bone. A little bit more medically, it connects your gastrocnemius and soleus muscles to your calcaneus bone. And it's roughly twice the thickness of your middle finger. So we're talking about this huge, huge tendon. And so in the absence of that tendon, once we rupture it, we can't run, cut, jump, walk, or even stand effectively without it because we effectively lose the ability of those calf muscles to transfer force into the ground. So this is a potentially career-ending injury. And so I want to start with some of the what we know and some of the statistics about this. At a minimum, at an absolute minimum, he's out for the entirety of this coming season. Playing this year will not even be on the radar as a possibility. But if we look at the potential for return, there's a couple of different studies you can look at And the injury tends to be career ending in somewhere between 28% and 36% of professional athletes and NFL players. So what that says is there's maybe a two in three chance he returns in some capacity. Now, even if this guy returns, the level of play will decline. There's no rational reason to believe he's going to come back and look like his former self. So again, with the second NBA connection here today, Kevin Durant came back from this and looks pretty close to what he was, but Kevin Durant is not an offensive tackle. So I'm not expecting Juwan James to come back in his prior form. I hope he gets another contract, but I don't think teams are going to take a chance signing him to a long-term guaranteed contract.
2: Yeah. that is such a shame. Now, while you were while you were going over the injury, something popped in my head, which I forgot about. A quick funny story. So you know, I'm I'm pretty familiar with the Achilles injury in the NFL. Reason being, Dan Marino suffered one. It was in Cleveland. I remember it specifically sitting on my bed, and I actually put a hole in my wall because I was so upset it happened. And it looked like he was just walking, literally, and he he looked like he just something popped in his foot. Anyway, so of course, you know that season, you know whatever, chalk it up. I go. I actually got tickets to the home opener the following year, um, where he came, where he was coming back from his injury, and Damarian at the time was a little older. And man, it was right before I went into the Marine Corps, um, right before boot camp. So it had rained. There was nobody in the stadium. It was me and my boys. We, uh, you know, we hung out. A little, we were hanging out. I was getting getting right for the game. Nice. And, and and I witnessed him and Drew Bledsoe put on the most amazing performance of football. Both of them threw for over 400 yards. It was such an amazing game. Never forget it. But that was coming back from Achilles. And that was Danny Marino. So... There, quick Miami shout out that I like to do on each show. So there you go. You love you it. had your SEC last week. Here's my Miami shout out. There it
0: is. That seems good. <laughs> I love it. You've got a Miami Dolphins tattoo, if I recall correctly, don't you? That
2: is that is correct. Yes, sir. Very nice. All day, all day, absolutely. All right. So what's really cool is that we got um a couple of our couple of emails finally now. Just a reminder to all our fans out there. If you want to email anything to Dr. Miller or any of the jerk-offs on our show, it's TSSFantasy at Yahoo.com. And late on next week, we're going to add a Google number so you can text the show as well. But I don't have that quite set up yet. So, but we'll get there. Now we did get our first email question, and it came for Dr. Miller. Basically, it's asking with this is from a well, they didn't it was some funky name I'm going to read it cuz it looks dumb. So, we'll just say here is the question though. With Julio Jones who his injury history plus starting to get up there in age, does that make him a viable option at receiver
0: this season? Ooh, good question. So, right off the bat, I wish I could go back 10 years ago and draft Julio Jones then and keep him on my roster for a decade cuz this guy's been a workhorse. And I think it's a fair question right now at this point in his career. You know, in 2013, he got knocked off for a couple of weeks because of a foot fracture. But more recently, this past year, he was off the field more than he was on it with this lingering hamstring injury, which incidentally,
6: This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com
0: slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. COVID might have contributed to this. Hang with me for a second. I'm going to connect COVID to his hamstring. So the initial injury, the initial insult to his hamstring sounds like it came from preseason. If you remember, you know, this time last year, things were a mess. Preseason camps were all over the place. Players oh, yeah. weren't working out with their teams, with their trainers. And that's when this first happened. And so we might have seen some offseason um, lack of conditioning or change in conditioning contribute to this. Now, with these hamstring injuries, especially in these high speed athletes, re-injury in the absence of meaningful rest, is super common. And so we saw this really lingered from preseason and ended up shutting him down for the year. So that's certainly a concern. He He's being shopped by the Falcons. That makes me wonder, and, and if maybe that's not a good description. He's not being shopped necessarily, but they're listening to offers, I think, is what I've heard. Sure. Uh, that, shop, that makes me say... What do they know that we don't know at this stage of the game with his recovery? So I'm not sure there's not more to this story than we're aware of. But at 32 years old, with this lingering injury in his hamstring that certainly runs the risk of slowing him down, I have my reservations about this individual.
2: Well, that's certainly uh, new, something for all of us to think about because Julio Jones is always a, a, like you said, a workhorse in the fantasy realm. So, yeah, it's definitely something for us to chew on.
0: Now, I got to tell you um, about a webpage I saw. Please. There's this webpage called the Sports Injury Predictor. And I, I was yes. unfamiliar with this up until recently. And I'm not sure where they get their metrics from, but they gave Julio Jones a 93% chance. Of being injured this season wow. and so maybe they've got some insider info that I'm unaware of but you know I would have given him less than a 93 percent chance of being <sighs> injured but but that certainly makes you stop and pause now I want to offer an upside to this Julio Jones the matchup problem the Falcons just drafted another ma- matchup nightmare in Kyle Pitts so <laughs> We may have there. There's a former Gator right there, Kyle. This Pitts. Is your SEC shoutout. Yeah. There <laughs> we go. I was going to get it in. <laughs> so, <laughs> Julio Jones may have a, a meaningful role on the team this year as the number two receiver, if Kyle Pitts is now their go-to guy. So he may end up stepping up, not having to log quite as many miles and be the target that he was for defenses. But overall, I do have my reservations about Julio Jones. So to kind of frame up the entirety of our discussion. I feel good about McCaffrey. I feel okay about Jones. And I feel really bad for Juwan James. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, that's a great wrap up. You like, I like that?
2: that. I do like that. Well, next week, what we'll do is we'll play six degrees of separation from the sec Gators. We'll do that for the dolphins um, as well as COVID. I like how you related COVID to the hamstring injury. I like that. <clears> okay,
0: thank now, you very much,
2: and I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring up one thing already for you to look forward to next week because you did bring up COVID and it it spawned a already Mi- uh, Miami uh, a Miami thought. Next week we definitely I one of the features I do want to talk about is Tua Tung Iloa. Yes, last year coming in off that horrible hip injury and in no offseason because of COVID. I want to discuss um, how he played and you know what's your thoughts on the strengthening whats he's doing now because I'm gonna send you a few pictures and
0: he looks ripped I'm excited very much looking forward to talking about too I think he's an extraordinary young man with a great upside see I knew
2: I invited you on the show for some reason not <laughs> sure but
0: now I know no' forward serious, to
2: it say- absolutely in all seriousness it has been amazing once again i really do appreciate your time and uh look forward to seeing you next week you got it my friend take care ladies and gentlemen the doctor is out all right that was the doctor was out dr miller once again bringing it to the set what'd you guys think about what he had to say um on the um, interview
3: i mean what he said on julio was very very interesting man i mean if he thinks that Kyle Pitts is going to, you know, help Julio in the long run, that's going to be something to think about. But I, I'm still scared to touch Julio, man. I'm really, really scared. Mm-hmm. Calvin, really, t- Calvin re- really takes a lot of the targets, and now Pitts is going to take some targets. Oh, I don't know if enough balls are going around in, in Atlanta.
4: I just want to – Shout out, Dr. Miller, because he's bringing a level of professionalism that lacks on in this set. (laughs) I mean, people are actually engaging. They really do have questions for the doctor. So I want to thank him. And uh, I look forward to hearing everything he has to say throughout the season.
2: Listen, I I just, Fred, listen, I got to say this. I got to tell you guys, you guys know me. You guys know me for a long time. Nobody, it's very rare to find somebody who intimidates me. This man, when I walked into my first class, I literally wanted to sit in the back because I his brain intimidates me. He knows so much. And he and during my schooling would call me out so many times. So even on these interviews, like I'm afraid that he's gonna be like, So, what what nerve innervates with that muscle, Jason? You know? So he, he's full of knowledge, and I, I'm really am glad he's here. Fred, what, what'd what? you have?
1: Uh, I do agree with most of his analysis by Dr. Miller. I, I don't agree with him saying that he uh, that McCaffrey is not injury prone. I believe he is injury prone and I believe it's going to start going downhill from here. Um, he did have uh, I think a high ankle sprain and then he then he had a hurt shoulder. I think having Sam Darnold doesn't make it better. I think Carolina didn't put enough around to, like lineman wise to help McCaffrey. So I believe he's going to sustain further injuries this year.
2: I don't know about injuries. I mean, the kids played every, I call him a kid, but he's played every uh, season. He's played every game except for last year. So I, I, I don't right. think I'd back off the injury prone status, but I do I, agree with your analysis. I um, think Sam Darnold doesn't really help Christian McCaffrey. That's I, for love, sure. that what he said,
4: I love what he said about like, getting away from the injury-prone label. Because, like, I don't know how many times we just don't address it, but we get proven wrong all the time Absolutely. with modern medicine. I mean, these guys come back stronger, better, faster. It's sometimes – and, you know, a lot of times, yeah, of course, you see people who get injury and then they never are able to be the same old self. But, but I mean, but, I think I love the fact that he was saying about getting rid of that uh, injury-prone label because that yeah, does
1: – agree I But, but let's and think and about, about not, it like this, not, Mike. Not, if you have a top five pick, either or any one of you, isn't that going to be in the back of your mind that he was injury prone last year? I mean, uh, look absolutely. at Jason, he had, imagine, Jason had him 16 but, games and he only played three. But imagine, so, if,
4: imagine you cheating yourself out of some fantasy games, wins points, just because you, you were scared dude. by the injury prone label. And but, like all these uh, analysis, all these people that break down these injuries they all are, are, are trained to, like, scare us into avoiding them in the draft. And, but, you know, we that's just, the thing. but
1: we just did it with Dak Prescott. We dropped him on our list because of the injury. Listen, listen. Don't be scared.
3: Don't be like Jason, scared to ask questions. To all our listeners, make sure you do email us at TSSFantasy at Yahoo. Don't be scared to ask Dr. Miller some questions. Don't be like Freddie and scared to draft Christian McCaffrey. Please ask your questions at TSS <laughs> Yahoo. That's
1: but awesome. all I'm saying is, would I, if I'm top four or five pick, would I draft him? Top four, I think I would steer away. Wow, that's my that's really.
2: One. Well, I can't wait for the draft <laughs> this year. Fred's got a lot of things he's mentioning now, and I just can't wait. To write it, I, and
1: I'm <laughs> writing them down to make sure I don't forget. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. On that note, on that note, let's take a quick break. Brought to you, brought to you by friends at Island Peppa. Welcome to the island. Island Peppa Skincare Products. Love your skin your way. Stop by today at islandpeppaskincare.com to look at our variety of products for both men and women. Because in the islands, the peppa is always black. And we're back now with our NFC East breakdown. Break it on down. Oh, God.
4: <laughs> He's awake now.
2: Paying Sweet. homage to our favorite show on YouTube. Oh. All right. Oh. Let's start in Dallas. The Dallas Cowboys. Listen, in the offseason, the biggest thing they did was resign Dak. They got Dak resigned. Um, they they're they break they're getting their offensive lineman back. And what they did in the offseason really was beef up that defense. Um, you know, Micah Parsons in the draft linebacker, <laughs> And uh, they really did in the um, that's pretty much what they drafted was all defense. That's pretty much what they were looking for. You got big things expected for Dallas all the way around. I like them. I'm high on them. Fantasy wise. Greg, what you think? It all
3: stems if Dak is a hundred percent. Because if Dak is a hundred percent, everybody get a, gets an uptick. Lamb, Cooper, Gallup, even Zeke is going to regain his top five running back status if Zach is a Dak is a hundred percent. If he's a hundred percent, then I'm all in with the Cowboys. But it all depends on that raggedy ass ankle and see if he's a hundred percent. Then everybody's going to be fantasy relevant.
4: Yeah, I mean, they didn't – they did zero uh, with the offense. They did nothing to, like, bolster it, whether it's free agency or the draft. Um, I don't think it's Zach. I think the biggest question is that O-line. I mean, Mm. imagine imagine fantasy Mm -hmm. impact-wise. We're talking Zeke. We're talking about Amari Cooper. We're talking Mm -hmm. about Zach. We're talking about uh, Gallup. Uh, You're talking about C.D. Lamb. I mean, who and what are they going to be If that O-line can't give Dak a minute to, especially being, uh, you know, coming off injury. It's a lot Mm -hmm. on that O-line this season.
1: I got Dallas in second place in the NFC East with a 10 and 7 record. Obviously, getting Dak back, in my opinion, gets them at least four extra wins over the la- over last season. As you see in the draft, the first six picks were all defense, led by Micah Parsons. Uh, I think he's going to be a stud. Mm-hmm. Uh, in free agency, they picked up uh, Keanu Neal, and lastly, the only like I was like Mike just said. The good thing is they get getting their two offensive linemen back. So, Lyle Collins and Tyron Smith are both coming back from injury. And
4: they were gone so, early in the season last year. They right, to so play they play
1: have play more than enough time to heal. So, that really helps Dak Prescott out and, and Zeke. Um, fantasy relevance, uh, relevance, obviously, Dak is there, Mari Cooper, Zeke, a number of them. They love offense. So, I mean, Dallas is, Dallas players are going to always get picked up pretty quickly.
2: Let's go to Washington and the FT squad. Listen, at, we talked about them earlier, adding Fitzy, I love it, I and Lamar Miller, you got Curtis Samuel, so they definitely added some firepower after the retirement of Alex Smith. I mean, I, I think that's a big pickup for them, and Samuel, you know, really is, does add some depth to their receiving core. Um, they also, in the draft, added a big offensive lineman um, out of Texas that will help protect Fitzy, keep him upright, and they also got another um, tight end from Boise State, John Bates, who will solidify their broke dick tight ends. So, uh, Mike, what do you think about FT?
4: I love uh, some Fitz. I mean, I've always been a fan of Fitzpatrick. He's going to have that offense. If any quarterback can just keep up with or build on uh, a good run game and um, those set of receivers, McLaurin, uh, Logan, I mean, we're going to see uh, some good offense, but a lot of it, I feel, a lot of the points that are going to be coming from the Redskins are going to come because their defense is just going to be so nasty. That front seven on the Redskins should be able to keep that field short, which will get, keep the game manageable for Fitzpatrick. I love the Redskins defense. I know we don't talk fantasy defense a lot, and we don't talk like late-round, middle-round stuff, but Redskins defense, you might want to think about that. That's you, Fred.
1: Okay. I was, I, 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 I'm here. I was just pausing because I am total, I, I don't agree with that analysis you just gave. I think Washington ends up in third place with an 8-9 record. No. Nah. Um, I like that they win defense in the first round and makes them stronger and then offensive tackle in the second round to bolster the line. They added two cornerback, uh, Two cornerbacks. Which they really had to because they lost Darby. Um, so I don't even see Wait, wait, wait.
4: Before I before you get too far, now I forget what I was going to say. Uh, that means mathematically, if I'm doing my math right, that means that you got the Giants winning the division. Is that right? Well, we haven't we haven't talked about the Eagles yet oh, neither. Right. But there, I do yeah, have, the, giant, oh, I do we're
1: have we're the Giants. I do have the Giants winning the division. Right. But the only two fantasy relevant positions on Washington will be Ryan Fitzpatrick to me uh like i said sometimes he gets hot and throws many touchdowns uh sometimes he's off uh plus like you said the defense the defense was solid last year they were they were really good they just Um, bolstered
4: it even more yeah
1: and they both like i said with the first round pick so so i definitely agree with you on the defense uh fitzmagic will get picked up and i'm pretty sure but you know i got them going third place eight and nine
4: gibson no love Girl, wait,
3: so wait, so wait, so wait.
1: I'm, so wait. I'm not going to so run wait. down the whole wide receiver running back No, line, no, wait, wait, but... wait.
3: Because because you guys all gave your analysis, and you did not mention, neither one of you, Gibson. Not all did you mention Gibson on the Washington football team. The kid rushed for um, 800 yards last year and had 11 TDs. So I'm not sure how you said there's only one fantasy-relevant player on that team. Yeah. Antonio Gibson is going to have a – I think he's going to have a breakout season with having fits and Curtis Samuel to help him out. And Jason, Logan Thomas wasn't a bum last year for them. He's, he, had about, he had five TDs and 700 yards receiving. Let me I mean, ask you, Greg. Bum, let me ask wait, you. wait, 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 Mike. Neither one of you mentioned Antonio Gibson. Like, the kid was great last year. He
1: was so great. So
4: where, where 800 yards is not wait, where's, great. Where is Antonio Gibson TDs? getting drafted this year? Where are you going to draft? What, what, what round?
1: Six to eight.
4: No, no. no. Gibson, not round. Record. You said round, right? Yeah, I said, well, well, I mean, well, at what pick? I mean, a little bit. If I say pick, it's a bit too specific.
2: But what no, yeah, round? Yeah, let's go
3: round. Like, I see Gibson going third or fourth round.
2: Yeah. Running backs are valuable. So. Exactly. Can right, you so tell me, you think Washington, Gibson would
3: drop to the fifth or sixth round, Mike?
4: Washington. I say like, yeah, fifth, yeah. Do the, do your research, no. Greg. Washington
2: has the hardest schedule in the NFL. Ooh, listen, I want to say this, too. though. Research. Language. Hold on. <laughs> That's a great – I'm glad you did your research. But I want to say this, too, because I've always felt this way. The The strength of schedule at the beginning of the season Nobody means fucking shit. tick. Thank because you. Because it doesn't – it does not reflect how those teams are going to perform that year. I don't give a fuck. It's stupid. So, but, mean, but thank you. But in all honesty, though, I do appreciate you bringing that to the table. Now, before we move on to Philly, I want to say one thing. And this is a program note, and I want all of our listeners to hear this. Whoever the fuck is microwaving during our fucking show is a piece of shit. Stop doing it. Put yourself on mute. Thank you. All right. I thought it was a security let's, system. Let's move on to Philly. Nobody Michael, wants to hear you warming up anything. It's no- like, this is the fucking ramen show. Noodles. God damn. <laughs> Jesus. One of ramen noodles. All right. Going on to Philly. All right. Now listen, the Philadelphia Eagles offseason was garbage. Losing Gar- Wentz, losing Peterson. You replaced Nick Peterson with Nick Serrani. Like who the fuck is that? Um, you know, they add now now in the draft, they did better. They drafted Devontae Smith. I like that pick for them. That can add something for Jalen Hurts. And they got in offensive lineman Lane Dickerson as well. So in the in the draft, they did well. Looks like they're going young, rebuilding. Um, so I don't know. I would expect much out of the Eagles except for Jalen Hurts. I, again, think that he might be somebody to target because guess what they're going to have to do? They're going to have to keep throwing the ball because they're going to get trash most games, in my personal opinion. Sorry, wifey. Yep. Got to tell you what's real. Uh, Mike, who, what do you think about the Eagles?
4: So, not much. Yeah. Um... Philly has I mean they're putting a lot, a lot on Jalen Hurt's shoulders this season. I mean, this is I mean that's that's a tough position for them to be in. Um fantasy wise, yeah. I think that Miles I think that uh, Miles Sanders is you know not gonna be relevant as we as we thought he was last year. I think he's gonna have a you real drop this year. Yeah, for you sure. Know. Um and, um, uh, yeah, Philly just didn't impress me with, uh, anything else. And since we're talking about strength of schedule and I'm, and I did do the research, uh, Philly does have the easiest out of all the NFC teams as far as schedule. So
1: glad you said that mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that. Cause this is going to be short and sweet. Eagles last place. They might go five and 12. They're just not good. It seems like they don't know what they're doing. Um, Hertz is gonna be pr- hurting pretty much this year. I did like the Kerrigan pickup though. Uh, he did have a bunch of sacks for Washington last year. Um, Devonta Smith helps Hertz, but I just don't like the way this team is built. I think Hertz goes through the season. I think they do have, uh, become a terrible team. They're gonna get a high draft pick next year. Maybe they find Hertz's replacement next year. But I, this is this is I don't like the, nothing about this team, and I don't even like none of their players for fantasy.
3: I think Philly's gonna have the worst record in the league. I think they're gonna have the number one pick next year. The only bright spot on Philly is Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts. If they if they can build off their connection from college, they could put up some decent numbers. But other than that, ain't shit in Philly. Nothing. Ain't nothing to talk about. Uh, I,
2: yeah, I do have to agree with you on that one. Now let's move on to the all hail the New York Giants. Giant. You know, Fred, Fred brought it up earlier. His sleeper, Daniel Jones. I mean, I do like Daniel Jones this year, you know, adding Kenny Galladay in the off season, like you mentioned, Kyle Rudolph, he's not sexy, but he, you know, not, he, he's a serviceable guy. Um, You also added in the draft, Jadarius Turney, if I'm saying that correctly from Tony. Florida, so there's another guy you're adding to the, uh, an already pretty decent receiving core mm-hmm. with Sterling Shepard. Um, I, I like the Giants offensively. You've got Barkley back. You mentioned that earlier. Um, and you've got a beefed up receiving core. So fantasy-wise and, and fantasy relevance-wise, I do like the Giants this year. Um, Fred, go ahead and lead us.
1: Here we go. And, you know, I'm not a Giants fan, but I see them in first place with an 11-6 red Cowboys buy a game. I, like I said earlier, I think Daniel Joe steps up this year. As you can see, they put a lot of weapons around him. Galladay, even John Ross, Kyle Rudolph, Kelvin Benjamin they came out the woodworks, and they drafted the speedster, Kadarius Tony. The key is to stay healthy, keep Saquon healthy, and don't overuse him like they did this season when he got hurt. Uh, they, do, they I read today that they are hoping that if their draft picks show up, the defensive draft pick. There will be a very balanced team where the defense might even be better than the offense. <laughs> so we're gonna find out. But I do pick them first place. Giants' offense is gonna be potent. Daniel Jones steps up. This is his year.
3: Sorry, Freddie. Um, <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but yeah, the team is only gonna be as effective as Daniel Danny Dimes, right? Like you said, they put they put all these weapons around Galladay, Ross, Shepard. He got Slayton. They drafted Tony. You got Evan Ingram. You got Kyle Rudolph. You can keep going on and on. You've got mm-hmm. Saquon in the backfield. But can Danny Dimes hold on to the football and not turn over the football? That's where it's going to be. Now, is he going to be the starter at the end of the season? I don't think so. I don't think he's going to make it through the end of the season as the starter. But if he's, if he's effective.
0: Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky?
6: In line at the deli, I guess. ha! in my dentist's office.
3: It ain't shit. It ain't worth shit. But Danny Dobbs is gonna have is is the captain of this ship. As he goes, that's how the Giants are gonna go.
4: Touch on everything, man. I mean, like the Giants. I mean, I don't see them winning the the the, the division. I don't think that they're that good. They're not there. I think that Barkley is gonna be a beast this year. Um, I think that Sterling Shepard is gonna have a decent year. I think Galloway is gonna Galladay is gonna be taking a lot of attention away from Sterling Shepard. So. Um, I think he'll have a decent season. Um, Daniel Jones, I mean, he's he, he's nothing spectacular. He's not going to – he's nobody's going to be uh, starting Daniel Jones any time this year. So, I mean, he might be like a week-to-week matchup type of pickup waiver wire, but mm-hmm. Daniel Jones isn't going to really uh, be anything spectacular. Uh, but Barkley is, and, you know, Barkley stays healthy. I mean, I think the Giants, uh, as long as Barkley remains healthy, is what's going to keep – uh, the Giants relevant, as opposed to Daniel Mike. Jones.
1: And Saquon's going to go before McCaffrey.
3: Mike, can you see A-Rod in his offense? <laughs> Ooh. 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 Yeah. <laughs> and Rodgers,
4: Yeah. Wasn't there uh, talk about Wasn't that like last year or the year before There was like talking that, th- There was some sp- uh, scutterbug about him going to New York yeah. one of yeah. them, <laughs> was. That
2: really truly Would be a cold ass honky That's for sure yeah. <laughs> Alright <laughs> let's take a break From now we're gonna uh, go to our new sponsor By I-Re-Vibes.
0: Ooh, That smells so
6: good What'd you guys get I got the Rasta pasta It's really good What'd you get I got the shrimp and white rice. It's covered in this amazing jerk sauce. Did you know it's their signature jerk sauce that they actually make here? And we're taking a bottle home. I got the jerk chicken. I'll give you some of mine if you let me try yours. No, I'm not sharing this. This is all mine. And I'm already done. Wow. I
2: revive a taste of the Caribbean located in Albany, New York. They offer a large selection of Jamaican cuisine suitable to everyone's taste buds. And they also cater for events as well. Please reach out to them at 518-487-4844 or visit them at iryvibes.com or on Facebook. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have our resident lawyer in the house, Miss Mary Jane Cooper. Welcome back to the studio. Thank you. You are so very welcome. We brought you in today to go... We had some developments in the Deshaun Watson case. Um, Lots of stuff seemed to be popping up over the internet. Um, Do you mind just expanding on those things? And is anything relevant to Deshaun Watson's case and availability this year?
6: Well, um, I'm not really sure if it's relevant yet. I think we have to wait as these things unfold. I know right now there were some articles circulating that were giving basic speculation that the attorneys for the plaintiffs, which are the women, um, some of whom are still unnamed, and the attorneys for Deshaun Watson were in talks of a settlement. Um, But, you know, settlement talks and negotiations are not public. Um, They're done privately between attorneys and that kind of information is not usually disclosed until it's already decided. So with regard to his case and where it stands, everything is in the exact same place as last week. The rumors that were going on about plea negotiations, it's all speculation.
2: So absolutely nothing heard. Right. (laughs) All right. Um, Earlier we had on Dr. Miller um, and we were discussing a particular uh, player, Jawan James, very unfortunate incident with him Um, set the setup is that the guy, um, you know, he's a free agent. He's going to a new team, um, prior to getting there though, he does an off season off campus workout, um, tears his Achilles tendon. Now he's out a lot of money, um, as he's been released. So I just want you to expand on that particular and his particular situation. Um, and does he have uh, any recourse in that?
6: Okay. Well, um, so first of all, um, I know that it sounds messed up, you know, this guy, you know, promised to play for them. They promised him some front money and whatever the contract was. Um, but, you know, similar to all of us in the real world, having workers compensation at our jobs, you know, you get hurt when you're at work. If you're not on property, typically, you can't claim a workers' compensation. You just can't do that. So, you know, it is understandable in that mindset. Um, However, due to the type of job that he has, where I'm sure part of the contract reads that he has to remain in good shape, he has to work out, he has to be, um, you know, in in good shape for the season. At, At the time the season starts, he needs to be in the best shape of his life, or maybe they even have certain things that he's supposed to do um but being that he's completing that off property you know I think they the team definitely has a a good defense because they want them to work out in the facility and that's because that facility has trainers and coaches and all kinds of things to help him to make sure they don't injure themselves to make sure that they're Lifting things correctly and doing their exercises properly so that they don't get hurt and, and basically so that the team protects their investment if they're working out on their own there's no one there to watch them to make sure they're doing things right and so I feel like you know honestly it, it's, it's a risk that he took that maybe he shouldn't have but that also may come with the problems of the contract.
2: Sure. And, and as, you know, speaking of problems with contracts, I mean, you know, it, it's a bigger, broader issue with the NFL in regards to guaranteed money um, and the way they treat their players and as far as other leagues in comparison to. Um, like this particular situation, the Broncos, they avoid $15 million in guarantees to Juwan James due to that offside injury. Now, would they rather had a healthy Juwan James? Of course. But, you know, here is a guy who's trying to be in shape, trying to be ready for them and gets injured. Now he's out $15 million. I just think that um, in a broader aspect of things, um, you know, I'm not sure that the NFL is getting it right. I wanted just to get your thoughts on that and the legality of that, you know, like somebody like Jawan James and the, you know, not in particularly Jawan, as you pointed out, because that was a good point. Um, but let's say, you know, something else happens to where, you know, now anything can happen where you get an injury and they just say, Hey, you know, there's so much in your injury clause, but what else can I get back? So what are are your thoughts on that and the broader issue of the NFL and the NFLPA?
6: Well, um, you know, the NFL obviously has a union that kind of governs how their contracts are written, um, and makes sure there are certain guarantees, um, there are um, clauses for guaranteed money in every contract. Um, it's a skill guarantee, a cap guarantee, and an injury guarantee. But they're just like in any contract. There's going to be exclusions. They're going to write it in a way to make sure that they protect themselves mostly. Um, but this also, you know, gives. A good feeling to the player because they're like, okay, if I get hurt in a game, they can't just cut me loose. They still got to give me some money. They got to keep me on their roster. Or they're going to suffer, suffer this, uh, you know, this cap penalty or, or whatever. Um, they, they're going to have to pay out for my injury and those kinds of things. And that makes sense. I think that right now I, I read that, um, Juwan James did hire An attorney to argue this and he wants to take this all the way up. And I think that's smart. Um, But what I did read is that more than likely they're going to settle and that makes sense because if they make a decision, then what's going to happen is they're going to set a precedent, right? So if they say, no, we're not going to pay you anything, Jawan, then every player is going to be like, okay, fuck you. I'm not going to work out. Unless I'm here and I'm only required to be here x y and z. So, you know, I think that the ultimately there would be some Some suffering in that, you know for the teams the players um, You know, so I think at the end of the day, you know, that's that side of it and then you have the other side of it if they set precedent and um, and they say yes, then players might be reckless or you know doing things and it might open up the door to hey this guy fell down his steps drunk so now he can't play you know okay well i feel like this should be part of the injury as well you know what i mean so um and also think about that like he said he was working out and i'm not i'm not don't think that i'm casting doubt onto him but if people are working out and they're not there who's to say that it happened the way that it happened Maybe it did happen when he was drunk, falling down the steps. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. you, of course they're going to watch their liability and that's smart. Any business would, right? So I think that's kind of where that's at.
2: Yeah, that's really interesting and a a really interesting perspective now. Cause uh, you know, we, we talked, you know, prior to the interview, um, and I found some, I thought, and the last thing I remember was that the contract negotiation between the nfl and the nflpa um were actually you know were up soon but something you informed me of um that that they're not um what did you find out about that
6: yeah um so the nflpa the players union they actually uh renegotiated their contract last year um so in 2020 and it's actually good until 2030 so it's gonna be a while and I know a lot of the players are pissed off. One in particular, um, Aaron Rodgers is Ooh. super pissed off. Um, but basically what? it's because the the head of the union, um, Demoris Smith, he I guess when he started out, he was kind of like, you know, for the players, really for the players. But as he's been in the league now for a long time, he has backdoor meetings with like craft and, um, you know, different owners and, um, he's basically not a lot of players voted on this new contract. There were a lot of players that didn't vote and, um, Aaron Rodgers had something to say about that too. He was like really upset about that. Um, and ultimately, you know, they were forced into a 17th game. And um, it really wasn't their, what they wanted. Um, and, you know, at, at the end of the day, what they got in return was a little bit of a bump in the base salary. Well, someone like Aaron Rodgers isn't going to see any bump because he doesn't get the base salary. He gets, he gets the base salary, but that doesn't matter to him. He makes so much more on top of the base that it doesn't matter. But, like, these low-end players or new players that don't really have a lot of history or whatever – yeah, it's going to make a difference to them, but only a slight difference. Really who's making out is going to be, you know, the people at the top.
2: You know, it's funny that ever since Aaron Rodgers went on Jeopardy, he seems to be really pissed at a lot of people. Not sure what the correlation is, but <laughs> Um all right. Well, listen, I really do appreciate your time for coming in. I think um next week, you know, we'll probably have some more developments this this Sean Watson, they need to kind of shit or get off the toilet at this point because they need to get him in camp and so on. Wondering how that's going to work out. Um So we'll see. We'll bring you on next week to expand more on that. And, and I'm sure I want to get a little bit more in this NFL and NFL PA stuff. So we're going to look a little more into that. And I'm sure something else exciting will come up. So we, right. we appreciate your time and thank you once again.
6: You're
2: welcome. All right. Thank you. Once again, Miss Mary Jane Cooper. I told
4: you. I told you the man had guilty eyes. I didn't trust his smirk. I told you cut the check, Deshaun. Stop playing with these people. You know you're guilty. I called it. Y'all
2: can cut suck. The on cut the
4: check. Cut uh, the check.
2: Listen, this guy's a talented guy. Anyone who give himself a happy ending, I just never forget that. I mean, that's a talented dude right there. That's all I got to say. He's oh, high dude. he's high on my draft boards. All right. So we're gonna close our uh, close the show today with our email segment. We got some emails from from a couple listeners. This one is from Teddy, and it's to Mike the Straw, and it's about Aaron Rodgers' fantasies. He says, "I get Rodgers being butt hurt last year with the Packers drafting a quarterback, but if you are in the front office, do you go after Julio, get him another weapon, and how does that hurt Adam's draft stock?"
4: Yeah. Um... First of all, now that I have somebody outside of this show calling me the straw, I don't know how I feel about that. And, uh, <laughs> but I do like, um, I like the idea. Okay? I like the idea of Julio ending up with Aaron Rodgers. I think that would be a ridiculous combination. Um, highly unlikely. I don't think that, I mean, everything has to work out perfectly. Obviously, um, we couldn't tell. I mean, you know, if Julio were to join the Packers, then there's going to be an adjustment period. Devonte Adams may benefit from it. He may lose on it. I'm not sure what to make of that. Uh, but I would, I would very much love to see Julio uh, suit up with Aaron Rodgers, uh, and see what uh, kind of combination they are together. Gotcha. Nice. All
2: right, and this next one is from Mister Blackman. It's to Greg and Freddie. All right, and this one says, "Love the Tebow move to the ja- Love the Tebow move to the Jags." Timmy has more playoff wins than Mark Sanchez Whoa. and Chad Pennington Whoa. combined. Oh, geez. Sorry, Whoa. sorry, Jets. Jets Whoa. front office needs to be fired along with you two. Freddie, <laughs> it's all yours, Freddie.
3: Let him know. Let him know about Mark Sanchez. Who, what's black his, his black name? Black
1: Mr. Blackwell? Black man,
3: black man, black <laughs> Mr. Wells. Blackman. Blackman. Mr. Blackman.
1: All ass right. Ass the Blackman. Man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, first of all, he needs to do his statistics. Uh, Tebow won right? one playoff game in, with Denver. Um, Sanchez tickets to two AFC championships before playoff day. wins. Yeah. So please do your stats before you write these silly emails to TSS family. But everybody else, fantasy at Yahoo.com. Please bring, bring, bring some good emails with some good stats. Ask some decent questions because Mr. Blackwell, Blackman, I don't know what the hell happened to this guy.
3: <laughs> Mark Sanchez, back-to-back AFC championships, bro. Like, are you serious? Get out of here.
2: <sighs> yeah, you know, the Sanchez was uh, definitely exciting to watch, I guess. Anyway, all right. Bumble. fumble there's always something interesting coming out of there all right let's close the show ladies and gentlemen thank you once again for listening to tss again don't forget to email us tss fantasy at yahoo.com find us on social media facebook instagram and we and we are out quick quick
1: plug Knicks, Atlanta, 7 p.m. Game one, Sunday.
3: Corey Kluber, no-hitter. New York Yankees yesterday.
2: Speaking of happy endings. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And we're moving on to the season, week six. And this one, I picked the Thursday night game, the game I always hate in fantasy because it's like, damn, <laughs> like, dude, I don't want to start players because if they don't do well – Fucked all week. Who is spraying shit? Fucking stop. Jesus Christ. Thursday (laughs) night football. Jesus fuck. You did it the last show. Stop doing that. God damn. All right. I'm going to go back. One week. So somehow we picked the same game week seven. That's I was crazy. Just I,
4: I <laughs> sent you my picks first, Jason. That's you. I'm Oh, oh actually,
2: no, you didn't. But anyway, moving oh on. Let's move on to week eight. We Let's move on to week eight. Let's move on to week eight. I'm gonna I'm gonna start in Minnesota and the Cowboys at the Vikings. I just <laughs> talked about Dak Prescott. Prescott, Ooh, you got Zeke Elliott. You got Dalvin yeah. Cook. Mike, if you really want to start talking about <laughs> people's pronunciation, I got we you all it. day. You can't but I got get you it. all day on that. you, so, get it, you know, you let's take it. Let's let's, go. Let's you better, you better, your screenshots you better because in pronunciation land, you, you today. ain't shit. You all right. Back, to week, eight. Start once. back to week eight. Going back to week eight. Minnesota Cowboys, Listen. Dak you got Dak Prescott again I think I'm really high on Dak this year I think they're gonna have a great season you got Zeke in this game obviously Amari Cooper the the whole Cowboys offense and on the other side Kirk Cousins you got Thielen you got um Justin Jeff what is it Justin Jefferson I can't remember he was great last year Mm. and and Dalvin Mm -hmm. Cook and Dalvin Cook as well so not for nothing. Very Not good. Not for
4: nothing. Yeah. <laughs> bop,
2: bop, bop, bop. <laughs> <laughs> that is Fred. I mean, Greg, that's you.
3: Listen. Um, just to backtrack, I'm looking at text messages and Jason, you post to pick Falcons and Dolphins. For week
2: seven. Oh, damn. 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 All over the place. Damn, Jason, get your life together. Oh, I'm sorry, Mike. When you don't have shit else to do in your fucking day, just sit there and smoke Newports and fucking whine about the weather, then let me fucking know, bro, because I I got a thousand things I'm doing. Oh, I do. I do, because I picture your sad ass sitting by a window smoking cigarettes, whining about the fucking rainy weather. That's you, bitch. Freddie, here we go.
3: Okay, so <laughs> is it my turn? Go, no way! Dude, it's my friend, this is your Fred,
2: podcast. Go. go ahead, Greg. You're making your sound. Me... Mike, what are you? let do, do some analysis. What, do you do? what podcast do you have? You have terrible. nothing. Shut the fuck up. Me and Greg need a mute button for you, too. Yo, Greg, how, how we... we call it? PTS. All right, listen. <laughs> listen. All right. So, we're going to start in week seven, where I have... Oh! <laughs> no, 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 oh. no. Yeah. No, yeah, no! That's no. exactly right. Listen, you and not for nothing. No. You the ball he looks stupid.
1: Look stupid.
3: I don't he give a stupid. fuck, but we're not
2: going to sit here and uh, keep going and on and on. Listen. All right, all right so Open we're going to go so to so week... Oh, everyone shut the stupid. fuck up so we can move on. Jesus stupid. Christ. Going to week seven. All right, here we go. So, moving on to week seven, I have the Falcons at the Dolphins. What a great matchup this is. The Dolphins, the Dolphins with Tua and Waddle. Yo, bro, serious fucking talk. When you start talking, Mike, I'm "Uh, going to (laughs) go, shut the fuck up. Jesus Yo, Christ. you have to leave this on the show. This shit is fucking. <laughs> oh hell. Shut the fuck. Up. He's
3: not. He won't. He got to. Stop.
2: <laughs> I'm not gonna listen to this dumb ass because he's not even making like he thinks it's funny. I don't. What, new is funny? Out the what the fuck is funny? <laughs> anyway, week seven. Oh my ready God, now? Are, are God. we ready? Let me know when you're ready, Mike. Let I can't can do, Mike. stop. What well, you want me to do? Cool. I'll just yeah. sit here and wait. Oh my. No, God, please do not wait no longer. let's shut the fuck up.
5: All right. there.